seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. Oh, this you crazy mother. Welcome to this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, number one video game podcast at the movie trading company, where you can buy your podcast used, buy two, get one free! I'm your host this week, one of your hosts this week, Bryant Dolomite Daniels, and joining me across the universe on Skype is Todd Marshawn Lattimore Fortner. What's going on, man? Oh, man, because you're on, you on, you on 12 today, and I ain't mad at you, I get it. You're on 12? You're on 12 out the gate. When I'm enraged, I- and we won't talk about it. Something in my brain clicks over and I can't help myself. How are you, my friend? Hey, How man. are you? You know, just dealing with the with the weather change in, in a good way. Thankful that it's getting cold outside and it doesn't feel like the world is about to immediately explode. Even though they had that weird tornado last week. Did we talk about that last week? I don't know. I don't think we... Because it was the day after we recorded. The day after tomorrow. <laughs> the day after tomorrow. The movie where the Earth strikes back with frozen statues and waterfalls that get out of control i remember that movie (laughs) you remember that movie where they're running from the freeze and they're like everything's freezing and we're just that's not how that shit works bro and i truly feel like cornholio with this hoodie on like this but i'm comfortable man but i'm doing good man i'm doing great we all good you know boogie with the hoodie the the business of the show before recording anymore that that's my bad my, my bad for throwing off the the floor a little bit because yeah you know, it's, it's cool your inner nine inch nails just got flared all the way to fuck up real quick instead of you were happy talking about chili and see we didn't get into the deeper roots of you with chili earlier but uh you know yeah that yeah. there was some enraged when you were talking about making chili and going to a chili fest chili cook off chili cook off i'm happy you know who never beats a good okay this is the real truth honest truth you know what chili will never lose in my opinion at a cook off waffle house bet burt's best bowl of chili that's the best chili in america is waffle house chili i love that shit eat that shit for breakfast lunch and dinner speaking of men ladies <laughs> i guess you know i feel kind of some type of way um you all right over like, there man. I was like, "Hey, man, okay, fuck it. Uh, uh, let's let's reverse it. Because when we first started recording, this is the second recording, and we were supposed to say we're number one on Pi B, but we hadn't gotten back on Pi B. Shout out to uh, Megaphone. I never got a chance to speak to this motherfucker. Shout out to uh, I guess what is it, his name Ben Shapiro or whoever the fuck it is. <laughs> ben um, whoever he is, I never I personally as half of skipped the tutorial. Never even got a chance to really touch bases with him." Um, but I think what we're going to do just a quick, just to touch it real quick with the tribe, this is specific to people that like actually listen yeah. to the show yeah. for people that came to listen to video games out the gate and don't know what the fuck's going on. This is just kind of community care. I think we're going to just have a quick reset on everything. Um, we originally started out on power Bean and just, it was real, you know, simple to keep everything going that way. And we switched to anchor it. has been a few switches, which is cool, but I think we're going to set back up and just reset and review view the landscapes and go back to pie bean. So that'll probably be the primary place that you want to go uh to get Almora the show. Absolutely. It's a reset, people. We're resetting, we're hitting the button, we're starting over on pod well we're not starting over, but we're just resetting. We're yeah, resetting we it again. The out. We blew in it. <laughs> we put the cartridge back in. Yes. We jiggled it a little bit, hit it with the little jiggle wiggle. I mix, wow. I mess mess with the coaxial cable on the back of my TV a little bit to get reception. 
right, and then we hit that reset button, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Back, back in there, you know, that's a real old motherfucking, uh, you know, reference for those that were born after 1987. Absolutely, and that was for the tribe and for all you new listeners. Pod beans, where you're gonna want to go. Um, iTunes, of course, too. iHeartRadio, Spotify, all the normal spots. We're all over those. We're resetting, but in a reset. Welcome to the show, people. Welcome to this week's show. Back page. Don't forget. Oh, yeah. Dallas back pages. Got to get on the back pages, bro. I got to get my paraphernalia and my podcast. Also, you can buy us at Movie Trading Company. We come in a two-for-one deal. Uh, $9.99. Buy two, get one free. Um, But if this is your first time joining us, welcome to Skip the Motherfucking Tutorial. Um, we are a video game show. Me and Todd get together every week. We discuss the video games we've been playing, the news, and a roundtable. Sometimes we break down the top seven list for you guys. This week is a full-on roundtable episode, so welcome to the fucking chaos. Um, in this matter, this roundtable, we are discussing the potential possible death of first party. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Fuck it. Man, fuck all that, man. And it's called it's it's the duty weekend. Let's get that out the way. If you and then when I say the duty, I'm talking about Call of Duty. Oh, good, good, because I thought you were talking about that home dude who caught his fucking shit in his hand. Uh, no, that's unacceptable. That's who we don't <laughs> like. That's the one type of person that is. It's the one guy from the tribe. If we catch you shitting in your hand because you don't want the doodle to hit the water, that's that's that's, that's the only the unacceptable one. shit. That's the one guy. But no, I'm in a good mood because I'm going to chili cook off today. And everybody on this show knows how much I love chili. I love chili. I maimed nah, a guy I, with chili over Street right, Fighter. Uh, <laughs> Harukin. <laughs> okay, all right. We're tired as usual. Let's get there. We're tired as usual. Um, there's no telling how many hours we've worked. No telling how much fucking liquor and other spice I've been dealing with, and it's a beautiful gaming weekend. So let's get that out the way. But it's a pleasure as usual. So uh, it's just fun. This is fun to do. This is we do this every you know. time you sigh. I laugh. <laughs> Actually, every time you sigh, an angel gets their wings, Todd. I just need to let you know that an angel gets their wings or a demon farts. Who knows what happens? Bootiest heaven. Everybody gets their wings when you sigh. <laughs> Shout out to Bree for purchasing a pink Buddhism is my religion shirt. That's what's up. And a red Buddhism is my religion hoodie, which inspired. And shout out to it again for getting a hoodie. And shout out myself for getting like a hoodie, being inspired by Bree and Dewey. I was like, why the fuck don't I have a hoodie? You know what I'm saying? So I'm tripping. This is like perfect hoodie weather. You know what I mean? To represent the tribe. That's Especially, right. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Wait. Before we get into some other shit, once again, man, this is the triple shout out to the homie Ryan Beard, Pixar Art Painters. This is the triple shout out because I saw, I saw him at Retropalooza over this past weekend. Retropalooza is always cool. I didn't go crazy like I normally do because it, it had like a weird, weird vibe in there a little bit. Like it's that normal smell at these conventions that I always look for, that mixture of of sadness, happiness, pain, and and sweat, and 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 energy drinks, and, and Des- it's like a weird happy musk. It's but called it despair and swamp ass. 
Hey, and I'm, I was a part, I was mixturing in it. It's always beautiful, a quick little run through. You know what I'm saying? I even got a cup. You know the normal. You know the normal. I collect yeah. these fucking things. I love them. But mine it says "Don't tread on me." Like that was kind of conventional. Well, shout out to Boogie. I think if you if you follow uh Boogie, uh I forgot the fucking full Boogie name, but the fat dude that's not fat no more. Yeah, like, that's really cool. Like to me, he's all right. Got his teeth fixed and shit, and he be fucking bitches. I guess I don't know. Excuse my language, mama. Did but, you um, drink my Mountain Dew, Boogie? That guy, yeah. uh, who's real cool. I met him last year, and we talked. He, I think, if you catch him on on TikTok or social media, he did like a flash thing, and you can see me in there with my booty. I saw that. I saw yeah. that because I follow him on TikTok. Yeah, he's he. That was cool. So that that was a fun thing. So shout out to uh, the Retro Palooza folks. I was able to get out there and pick up my paintings and such and and, and loot. Shout out to Jamie Greenberg again too, because I think he went to Comic Con. And uh, he was he he was you know doing his con thing, but yeah, I just had to get the retro the annual retro palooza out. I don't know if I'm going next year though, bro. I might end up going to Houston. That's what Ryan was talking about. Go to the retro palooza in Houston. It's supposed to be doper. All right, we'll go. We'll make it a trip. Let's do it. All right, I'm good with that. You know, anytime right. I get a chance to drive back down to my my hometown, my original original place of origins, my Spider Man origin story, where I learned to shoot web. It's a uh, it's a good it's a good day. It's a good day. <laughs> I mean, what's crazy what I was thinking when I think about Houston, my dude, I be thinking about some old other shit other than game, you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about swinging and I had to hit a couple of spots to shoot some Spider Man with him, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Eight bit Spider Man web. What's that look like in real life? Anyway, man, we never gonna get into it, man. Call of Duty. I'm so excited. I'm so excited this weekend. I can't wait. I'm getting onto it tonight. I bought it last night. Real quick before we move on to what we've been playing this week, though. We got an email from Curtis Tillery Jr. Curtis, man, appreciate it. Shout out very much. Always, always. He says, y'all are hilarious. That episode was all over the place, but I fucks with it. Todd, you not missing out on nothing with 2K Online. The Pro-Am and Park is still buggy as hell. I'm just in an abusive relationship with the shit, and I just keep going back. Brian, I'm pretty sure the movie line you referred to was from The Goods with Jeremy Piven. That was a hella random-ass Will, Fer- Will Ferrell cameo. 100% correct. 100% got The Goods with Jeremy Piven. Great job. Curtis, as usual. send us your, your your shipping address. You're getting a shirt. Uh, Bates, Jared Bates, send us your address. You're getting a shirt. Um hell man there's there's something else that we were let me let me pull that up real quick let me let me let me pull that up uh who was it who was it not not armani not armani um aaron moore send us your (laughs) shipping address you're getting a shirt three shirts giveaway this week you're all getting shirts you get a shirt you get a shirt you get a shirt let us know which one you want yes this tutorial original or the, well, Jared, you Jared, you getting a Buddhism as a religion? I need to see that somewhere. You don't, you don't necessarily have to wear it, but I need to, I need to see that somewhere. Bro. Absolutely, that, that's a beautiful design. I love, and see, that's the thing. Going to Retro Palooza with that shirt on, I've worn that shirt three times. Um, really, outside in public, I've worn that shirt three times, and every time I've had a negative experience, and I love it. Yes, absolutely. I like how your eyes got super wide on that, and I love it. It's, it's like. It's, so I don't know why it reminds me of. So there was a book that came out a few years ago. We'll get to games here in a minute, but there was a book that came out a few years ago called "The Game" by Neil Strauss. I think he was a journalist. 
he got into this whole thing about this guy who played psychological games with females and would pick women up. And he would teach others how to do it. He was, it was called the game or whatever. But he was talking about getting over your fears in public. And he said one way to get over your fear in public is to go walk down your street as a guy wearing a dress, a hockey mask, and a strap-on dildo. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, um, that's also a real quick way to get fucking arrested. Like, yeah, man. Real man. fucking fast. That's a real way to, on national airs, expose some deep Freudian shit. You get that 72-hour lockdown with that shit. Because I've been there. And I was probably next door to an. It wasn't a, a dildo strap dressed man, but it was definitely a who drank chocolate milk and shit on himself a lot. And I refused to stay in that room any longer. Like that's what happened. I I was like, nurse, look, I might be going through some shit, but I'm not like that. Like I can't. The smell is beyond me. I need a place to go. So they put me in the crazy house bathroom. I've never been so happy. Or oh, the showers. Just the showers. It was yeah. A little cot. I was like, at least it doesn't smell like shit. I mean, it was it was milky shit. To all of you, chocolate milk. Could I have chocolate milk? Then it was a nigga in the front that had like some gloves on because he had took too much LSD. He was trying to bite his tips of his fingers off, trying to jump through the motherfucking TV. Then it was a bitch that could hear her hair grow, and I'm just sitting there trying to draw pictures, looking like a black Forrest Gump. Because the whole I tell that story one day how it even happened. I wasn't even supposed to be there. But shout out to military motherfuckers because when they leveled me down. When I got when they realized that I wasn't truly bipolar and ready to stab somebody in the face, <laughs> they sent me with the military folks with blown up limbs and shit like that. Yeah. And, and dealing with PTSD and that's where they settled me in at. And that's why I love Call of Duty. I don't know how we got into this whole thing. I don't care. I loved every part of that. That was the perfect transition. That was the perfect transition. Doesn't matter how we got there. We got there, folks. Oh, yeah. It was dildo. It was dildo hockey mask uh, dressing. I told we started this out with chili, man. It's, they, wanna, they won't get that one. It's kind of like an inside joke, folks. Don't don't try to dig into that one. It's all right. It's, but that's, instead of hoodie season, can we call it hockey dress, no, hockey dress no, dildo no, season? I'm stopping you before you finish. And we need to mark this whole time marker. Because this is like a personal thing again. We transitioned. Last week was supposed to be the fuck off. Like, we're not prepared for anything. And we're ready to blow the show up. This week, we were supposed, we had time. We talked about what the fuck we were going to do. And I done told the chocolate milk tart story with dildo fucking hockey mask coming out of both our eyes and my mouth on the motherfucker. I, what am I? T- oh, my God. Out of Worlds. It's a great game. Dildo, bring me my cane. <laughs> no, bro. No, no, no. There's like I don't. There's so many circumstances where I don't even fit that into my lifestyle. There's not like there's not too many. I'm trying to think. As referenced I mean, at the beginning of the show, a bunch of angel, angels in uh, bootiest heaven just got their wings. <laughs> so, man, I think we're being affected by the whack ass motherfuckers that was on the front of our show, <laughs> and we become a little smidgen of whack. It's the vapors, Todd. I've got the vapors. All right, do you even do the format this week? Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna talk okay. about what we've been playing, the news, and then we're gonna break down a roundtable. All right, the first I'm party. switching it up. I'm switching it up because I'm excited. Me too. I really am. I really am excited about this. What have you been playing? Though? Oh man, I'm so glad no, you okay. asked. Yeah, I'm so I'm excited to hear this. I'm, okay, I'm gonna be quiet. Okay, so I played two games this week. The first game I played and beat last night in a four-hour sprint was um, 
I mean, it probably took a good 25 hours. Uh, was Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I beat it on the Nintendo Switch last night. Here's the thing I'm going to say about this. It is a wonderful, beautiful, charming, excellent experience. If you're looking... If you played Breath of the Wild and you did not get the experience with the top-down Zelda, the dungeons... I'll, I'll be more specific. The dungeons. Because Zelda is known for its dungeons with the puzzles and the movement and unlocking specific areas... And the boss fights, which are puzzles. Um, because the one thing about Breath of the Wild, which I absolutely love. I still love Breath of the Wild. The thing about Breath of the Wild, though, is there was an absence of clear, complicated dungeons and puzzle boss fight. Like, even the boss fights in Legend of Zelda weren't much of a puzzle puzzle, if you will. Um, that's what I like. I really appreciate the puzzle combat. This is classic Zelda. Yes, it's a remake of a Game Boy game. I said Game Boy Advance last time. I, that was my bad. It is a Game Boy game. Um, the other argument that I've heard about people talking about this game is, do I want to spend $59.99 on a remake? Mm. Here's what I will tell you. This is a remake from the ground up. They added some features to the game. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. But you will still get probably 25 to 26 hours out of this game. You will still get 25 to 26 hours out of this game. You will not regret your purchase. This is one that there's so many little hidden nooks and crannies because this is what makes a good Zelda game is the exploration and the adventure. The story of the windfish and the waking of the windfish and the way you have to go through the dungeons and even the final boss fight, everything to me speaks to this is a classic remade that has now become a new classic for a new generation. I can't imagine people not loving this version of the game. The art style is amazing. The music is beautiful. The hidden conversations that you can have in there. The ability to unlock different areas, different walls. The, the, the combat itself with the boss fights. Trying to figure out how do I get past this boss. It's all excellent. It's all amazing. Um, this will definitely be on my top seven of the year, Todd. I did not oh. regret my experience. Um, oh. I don't know how far up it'll go because I don't know if I can push a remake that far. But then I say that, and then I remember Resident Evil 2 right. is also a remake. This has been a good year for these types of games. Now, there's only been two that I've really counted. Um, but one I'm going to argue is almost a remake, which is the next game I'm going to be talking about because... There's nothing wrong with the next one. Uh, but Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening for the Nintendo Switch. If you love Zelda, if you love Nintendo, if you love your Switch, this is a must-buy, in my opinion. This is something that you will not regret. I lost sleep for a week and a half straight because I was up until almost 1 o'clock in the morning playing Zelda. And it reminded me of being that kid, again, sitting there going, Okay, yeah, I'm just going to put it down after this dungeon. Or I'm just going to put it down after this boss fight. Or let me unlock the boomerang. I'm going to put it down after I unlock the boomerang. It just... And then you'd put it down and you go, Well, I could do one more thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then sitting there on my couch and going, My switch is dying. Let me go get my extension cords and my charger. Plug it in so that I can play. Wife goes to bed. Don't even realize she's in bed because I'm still playing Zelda. 
Um, I love this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it would have made life so much easier if I would have had some. Um, uh, but Link's Awakening, it's it's a beautiful experience. I know I got a message I think from Bob, where he wanted me to get online one night, and he's just it's it's just an image of I was like, no, I'm on a Zelda binge. And he goes, yeah, you suck. And it was just an image of a dinosaur <laughs> saying you suck. Shout out, booty is bad. Absolutely. But it was a beautiful experience. Um, I, I wouldn't trade Link's Awakening for anything in the world. I mean, it is just that amazing of a game. Um, I, I wouldn't score things, but if there's anything I could score, it'd be a 10 out of 10. I mean, for me. Oh, wow. I mean, it's a really, it's really qualifies to me. Does that mean it's going to rank high at the end of the year? No, not necessarily, because it depends on what other games are doing. We here at Skip the Tutorial, when we talk about this, ranking is even so trivial in our minds. However, we also support games that do something unique and interesting and change things. So when you get to the end of the year, even if I say it's a 10 out of 10, that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be that high on my list. Is, is, is nostalgia built into that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, if you're if you're a fan of A Link to the Past or even uh, some of the Game Boy Advance games, uh, Minish Cap, uh, Four Swords even, or the original Legend of Zelda, then there's going to be some nostalgia built in there because that's what this is. It is a 2D top-down Zelda brought to the modern world with... So it's 2.5D, um, but it's brought into the modern world. And I think this was the game... I'm going to say something I think a little bit that could be potentially controversial among gaming opinions. I think I like Link's Awakening better than Breath of the Wild. Um, even though I love Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Nostalgia, man. Nostalgia. It's a hell of a drug. I'll always say that. But I do. I think I may like Link's Awakening better than Breath of the Wild. Um well, this has been a fun show. Um, now that Brian started fucking video game Armageddon again, I don't even want to fucking do this show anymore. You said something <laughs> ridiculous like that. I don't even want to hear about this damn game that long. Now you're saying some blasphemy, Mick. <laughs> Stuff like that. We just set the fuse on the tribe, just ready for this argument. Uh, you know, I mean, I respect people who love Brother Wild. I love Brother Wild too. I'm just saying, at least Awakening is pretty good. Anywhere in the skirt net is. What's that? Is this part of your deal, though? The hockey mask is there. Hockey mask is there. The hockey mask in there. Anywhere in like a. We call it Link shit. Dildo Baggins. <laughs> Longest sigh and skip the tutorial history. Uh, <laughs> Link, the arise of Dildo Baggins. <laughs> That's definitely a porn parody. That's got to be somewhere. Somebody just mixed the worlds of Zelda and Hobbit and made it a porn. <laughs> I could have swore I thought I once said Asatar. Asatar. <laughs> Watch T Rex's fuck. Uh. <laughs> Man, we're going to be so canceled. I'm okay with this some days. <laughs> hey, man. Shout out Mike Pony, Big Willie, Shanice. All the uh, STT triple OGs, booties, Bob. We love you guys. We fuck with you. Um, Curtis Hillary again. Uh, you gonna come up again later? We gonna talk about some other shit. Um, Bill, the homie. Um, Absolutely. Ben Shapiro. Uh, shout out Louis Farrakhan and Alex Jones. 
and Bob Lazar and uh, Edward Snowden or Snow is it what is his name Edward Snowden yeah 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 he was yeah, snowed China. in wink wink Russia <laughs> Russia alright anyway man so yeah I, I'm sorry I'm kind of fucking with you because you know the game I'm not as excited about that game to hear about it yeah. I'm, you know what game I'm ready for like, yes. what was causing extra exhaustion this weekend yeah man so after I beat Legend of Zelda last night I was like let me jump on my PC for a minute two hours later playing Outer Worlds do you love Fallout New Vegas do you love it the idea of it being in space then fuck yeah you love Outer Worlds I love it it's incredible I made my character an idiot and it was worth it uh I made him a melee specialty punching moron. And everybody talks to me like I'm an idiot. And I absolutely love it. <coughs> Excuse me. So Outer Worlds. Um, new game from Obsidian. Outer Worlds is a... There's going to be a lot of comparisons to Fallout. The original Fallouts. Especially Fallout New Vegas. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Does it do anything new? Not in the first couple hours that I played it. No. Is it like a warm comfort blanket that I can put on and disappear to in for hours and then try to hide when the world sucks? Fuck yes, it is. It's exactly what I need. This reminds me so much of everything I love about like mid-2000s gaming. There was a sense of humor, a streak of humor that hit People were becoming more self-aware. You had Portal, Portal 2, Fallout, New Vegas. Even you had Elder Scrolls, which had the humor that built into it. It's right when the memes started hitting on the internet. Yes, I said memes on purpose, you jackasses. Um, Whoa. <laughs> Bring it back. We've made several man-lady jokes this week already. I got a little aggressive on that one. Yeah, it's just uh, that inner rage. It is. It's all right. It I mean, is. hey, 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 hey. I'm I'm over the ledge too today, brother. We're like we're like uh, Thelma and Louise this week. Let's let's go off that cliff. Let's go off that cliff driving that Cadillac. We'll wear our dresses with our strap-ons and our hockey no, baskets. No, no, no. Damn it. I should have said, well, that was my fault. You did it. You that did it. That was my fault. All right, I got to responsibility. Good job. Okay. <laughs> Thank Shay, you. I, I put myself on that fucking. You put yourself in that car. Um, <laughs> said the serial killer <laughs> you did this you had brown hair you know I can't help it with brown hair you know how hard it is to find a woman that wears a size 12 stiletto <laughs> my mother should have known when I was making hair dolls uh. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> 17 years from now. <laughs> this is on the internet forever, Todd. It's never oh. going away. Right. Um, okay, so Outer Worlds. <laughs> Let me get back onto the game of the week for me. Um, I mean, legitimately, if you love Fallout, especially Fallout New Vegas, this is your type of game, and I don't see the argument of not getting it if you have Games Pass. Um. The 100%, this is... Okay, so the basic story is... Would you say you can make an argument to get Games Pass because of this game? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I could make that argument for that in Gears 5. Um, which I've fucked with a little bit. Really like it. Want to get back into it. 
Um, but I'm going to say with Outer Worlds, the humor is there. The character building is there. They even stripped down the character building, which I really love. I really love that idea that we went back to a more basic character building set. You have this amount of space. This is your ability points. You can roll the dice if you want to randomize it or you can create your own. Because they know that the fact that even if you create your character to look a certain way, the engagement with this type of game is how your character behaves and how your character plays in combat. Um, there's It's a beautiful game. I mean, just the way it looks. So the basic storyline of the game is that you start out... Um, it starts out by showing that a company, and I, you'll forgive me, I'll, I'll know the name later, but a corporation has basically colonized Outer Worlds. They they have colonized the Outer Worlds, um, and they sell space on these. So essentially, the idea is, is that if you volunteer to go out there, you have a permanent job for life, and you get to live out in space. Clearly, they're talking about corporate slavery. That's that's really the idea they're going for here. Well, one of their ships, the Hope, gets lost and it's just in float for 70 years and everybody's in stasis. So this random dude who's a threat to this corporation picks you up um, and as you're creating your character, he says, I made my character super strong and then I intelligence all the way down. And he's like, you may be dumb as a rock, but you're tough as nails. And like, so he comments as you're char- creating your character. So the humor is 100% there. In the two hours I played, I must have laughed out loud two or three times. Like, verbally felt that in my gut laugh. And that's what I was really looking for. Um, is the adventure, is the open-worldness. But they did something very smart here, which is something I really love in today's world. It may be a bit open-world, and you can create your own adventure to a degree, but they scaled it down. And I think that was necessary. I think sometimes what the th- what the issue is with open world games is you can get lost in the plot and you can become very bored. This is what happened with Fallout 4 with me. And you get lost in the world, for example. So like, yeah. as, like as much as I dig Borderlands 3, one of my things with those games is you can get kind of lost and the story, the comedy in this recent one is more in the way, you know, or, or just yeah. trying to avoid it than it actually adding value. So you're saying that with the scale down where Outer Worlds, it kind of adds more of a linear feel and drives it to, you know, more of an enjoyable experience in the sense of like, okay, I have an idea where this thing is going. And on top of that, the actual humor is like gut-richedly funny in certain aspects where it's like naturally in there where it adds value as opposed to something that you have to avoid. Yeah, absolutely. And especially in those first couple hours that I'm feeling because they let you get your you know, they let you get your feet wet, essentially. Get your penis wet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> what is wrong with me? Normally it's you. Normally it's you. Normally it is. I think it's the exhaustion and my insanity today. Specifically no, today. I think it's more me to today, though. I think it's more me. Like I... Tribe, is it more Todd or more me or is it both of us? Let us know. Vote at this poll and get your chance to win free tickets to the Oprah Winfrey Show. Yeah, vote at this poll. <laughs> you took something so innocuous. It, that was beautiful. I give you I, I give think, you class. It, it, it's, it's the business conversation we had before this. I think we both underline and kind of feel some type of way. We it do. As if someone tried 
to take something from us. Mm-hmm. Don't take shit from Skip the Tutorial because we strike back. It's like the show on Cinemax. Oh, actually, we don't really strike back. We just say, no, leave us alone. That's right. Brian is a, a white male in Texas with guns. I have one gun. I have one gun for home protection. Do you have protection? Yes, I keep 38 in my side drawer. Man, I'm, it's my. It's definitely my fault. We're going to cut some of this down just for saving time. I'm sorry, yeah, bro. We both, okay. We're both tired. You got chili to cook and shit, and I got shit to do. I got gumbo to make. Gumbo to we make. Got, we got, we got, and then we got to meet up later and, and, and you know. Exchange whatever. gumbo and chili. Yes. Yeah. I interrupt the Outer Worlds shit because I am excited. That's another thing. We got to yep. finish doing this so I can get the fuck on Outer Worlds and create my my, my Bangarang Clay character. Absolutely. Um. So with this also, too, the thing I'll say about the humor, it feels less random because the internet today, you get a lot of humor that is more kind of randomized. And I that's the comment I heard. Now, I haven't played Borderlands 3, but I've heard it fits in with this generation's humor. The thing I'll say about Outer Worlds is the humor in Outer Worlds is very satirical humor. Um, it's driving a point in a lot of ways, um, especially with the idea of striking out against corporations, which I absolutely love. Um, striking out against corporations, striking out against Space Force, um, even striking out against AI, which I it's a beautiful thing. My favorite joke so far in the game, which was just so ridiculous and I loved it, was you, you got to find a ship and you, you're trying to get off planet. But you go to this ship that was being driven by this smuggler who's supposed to pick you up. Well, you go there, you talk to the AI, and the AI's like, I must a- take defensive tactics to get you off of this ship. So it tries to open the airlocks, but the airlocks, you're on a planet. So it just opens and nothing happens, and it's like, damn, I can't do this right now. The AI, and then it starts talking to you, and it's like, well, if you want to fly the ship... You know, I only respond to Captain McDonald. So you're Captain McDonald? Wink, wink. And then you could respond with, like, a nod and a smile and be like, yeah, I'm Captain McDonald. It's like, okay, good, Captain McDonald. And then <laughs> as you go out to adventure, the AI's like, don't die again. <laughs> so there's just something there. It's extremely, you can see there's some thought process behind this one. It doesn't feel like Rage 2 where we're making a sequel to make a sequel. It doesn't feel like the shock that Fallout 3 was. It feels, or not Fallout 3, but uh, Borderlands 3, where people didn't know that this was even coming, um, and people were excited about it. This feels like Obsidian doing what they do best, which is we're going to do a small-scale, open-world, space adventure like New Vegas. We have a lot of customization in here, but we scaled that back. We're going to show you guys what it means to play a video game and not something looking for a loot box video game experience with all these ultimate customizations. We're just going to show you guys what the basics are. And this is what the basics do best. Going back to basics and executing it well. And I okay. I applaud them for that. I think that's incredible. Um, I felt that old school feel loading up the game. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to deal with it yet because, you know, we'll, we'll get into what I've been playing. But um, I did want to ask you one more thing, just from my perspective, because I'm not a huge Fallout fan, which is the tragedy of Fallout 76, because I was really sold and tried to to give that. Uh, I was going to even try to give it a run to, to get into it. But out of the Fallout series, New Vegas is my favorite one. That's the one that I got the most in depth into. So from 
a gamer like me from with just a couple of hours you spent with it so far, how much do you think I'm gonna be able to get out of this? You think I'm gonna want to finish this thing out? Because I've heard it's got replayability is not like extremely long and out of you know. Yes. Yeah, I, I think you're gonna want to finish this one. What drives me forward isn't even necessarily the combat or the story so far. It's it's legitimately it's like what's the next stab they're gonna take? Where are they gonna stab at Bethesda? Where are they gonna stab at EA? Where are they going to stab at, you know, incompetent leaders and politics? And, like, it's that that concept of Obsidian doing what they do best, which is that natural humor that's built into those games. And you will get the enjoyment out of it. This is the first game in a long time where I've actually... Actually, I probably since New Vegas, where I have 100% paid attention to the dialogue. And I'm like, what do I want to do? What do I want to say? Do I want to be a smart ass or do I want to be my favorite? One of my favorite moments is you meet some random guy in a cave before you get your first gun and he's been attacked. And so he's boarded himself up in this cave and he just, you just look at him and you just like, he's like, yeah, there's marauders out there and I don't know what to do. Um, you know, and he goes, you've tried the best, try the rest space force. And you're just like, well, you know, I could probably take care of him for you. He goes, yeah, you look like a pretty trustworthy guy. Here's my gun and a knife. And it's just, they know how ridiculous it is. So there's also that comment on video game logic, which I absolutely love. Like, it's self-aware to a point, but it also drives it forward. And the combat's fun. I mean, the combat legitimately is fun. Um, I enjoy shooting. I enjoy me, I'm playing melee like I always do with these games. So that's going to be kind of my go-to is making myself super strong and defensible. And, and beating stuff. Beating stuff, yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that is my game of the week right now. Um, I can't wait to tear more into it. And again, this is a show. It's an evolving show, and opinions may change. Yeah. Yes, opinions may change. But Todd, I want to know, what have you been playing? Man, you don't really want to know what I've been playing. I you don't know. Do. You don't want to know what the what it's like, the alleys I've traveled down and the valleys that I've been in. You don't want to know that. You don't want to go there. Are you a renegade from an old western? Have gun will travel. Nah, man. Um. Oh, yeah. One, I told you, Curtis, you the homie. I know you've been getting shout out. Like, I feel, you know, if anybody feels you on being in an abusive relationship with a video game, it's me, bro. Um. And I still tell you, see me on there every now and then. I'm still just my career in it out. So I appreciate the heads up because I get on the park and I see it, too. Um. But I, I, I do still I do still love my build. I'm not going to lie. This year, I just I love my build. I love to touch touch bases with it. Um. You love but to yeah, touch the, your the ultimate, right, right. <laughs> I told you, man, we're on another level. This, so. yeah, man. I don't know. We just rock with it. So whatever. We'll yeah. so hopefully we just keep doing this thing until we get it right one day. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> saying, bro, for real. But um, I'll just keep doing it till I get it right. I don't know what's yeah. gonna happen. Right, balls deep. But um, that's my ear. Um. So you can hear me coming, baby. Pussy pussy bubba. But uh, speaking of abusive relationships with video games, I think that partially that phrase partially originated with the tragedy that is Anthem. And I spent my 
We accept that they're not look, bro. Pee wee, pee wee, the long way did that little shit that you just did, that dance move that you did. <laughs> and I thought about you because it was funny. Because you kind of, I, I said you kind of, if you cut your mustache, you look like like Hitler a little bit. But when I look at you more, all you need is a grill, and you kind of, you could be the white Pee wee the long way if you spruced it up the right way. I'll take it. I'll take it. I could do that. We rock. Nah, I'm just fucking with you, bro. But nah, man. Um. <laughs> I pay. I play my my annual eight minutes of anthem because of their Halloween event. The, I think the skulls and get some bones, some shit. Yeah, and it, yeah. It's still. I don't look. You see, it's. What the loot's cool. It's better than people. I don't know. I I always have a little bit of fun when I play that that shitty ass game. But um, I played my. I'm still doing my my man franchise and and beast mode league, named after the homie. Uh, in the second season, so I actually do the scheduling and timing with the league or whatever. It's kind of splitting up my game, and that's the reason why I didn't get a chance to play. Partially why I didn't get a chance to play Outer Worlds. It just took a while to download. Like I said, I'm gonna play that shit probably immediately after we get off of here. But uh, yeah, I played a little. I've been, you know, it's second season in franchise mode and on a uh, mad. So it's funny, you know, I run with the Saints and I kept it running. I got Teddy out there. We doing our thing, and, and that's always a lot of fun. But the main thing I've been playing is the duty, my brother. The duty, Call of duty, <laughs> final warfare, my brother. Duty. Shout out to to Eddie, go DJ Fat Pat out there in Luxury, Louisiana. What, I gotta what? hit him up. I gotta play him. My kin folk, Ladon man, Carlton Hines. We gotta get on the duty. You know what I'm saying? Of course, me and you gotta get on the duty, my brother, Big Willie. We gotta get on the duty yeah. at least for a little while. All right, I like. I haven't gotten a chance to fuck with the campaign yet at all, which is really backwards from my gaming schedule with, with Call of Duty. Number one, let's 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 go back. I really generally can't stand fucking Call of Duty. Shout out Dewey. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I really haven't been able to stand Call of Duty since the original Modern Warfare, honestly. Fair enough. And yeah. that was my classic experience. I'm not and I'm not quick twitchy first person shooter guy. So once again, these opinions can change. But from what I understand, normally I start out with the campaign. I know people don't really fuck with the campaign at all because you got to level your player up, and I definitely feel that with my multiplayer experience. But I'm stupid, and I didn't. I downloaded everything except the campaign, so the only option I had <laughs> until I get off of here right now is to play multiplayer, which I already dealt with with the alpha and the beta, and yeah. the whole way through, I have had fun, honestly, with the multiplayer experience in Call of Duty. So for somebody like me, if they come with anything of like that's a semblance of a good five, four, five, six hour storyline. That's really all I'm gonna be happy with. And then I'll pass yeah. it over to my old lady and she'll murder motherfucking Activision Yen chasing motherfuckers all day long because that's what she do. She quit 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 twitchy and she love first person shooters. I'll hand it off to her. And I'll fuck around and play with my friends. Like this will be one where I'm excited about getting on the game for a little while and being hot garbage with the tribe and talking a lot of shit and swallowing spit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I'm excited about it. Uh but the maps are different. I mean, I got on the on the bit, you know what I'm saying, starting out, but that's to be expected cuz you know as soon as it dropped, motherfuckers have been playing it straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sitting in their own urine. I, I ain't got that kind of time. I got other shit going They're on. They're wearing their STT diapers. Ah, the thongies. <laughs> the thongies. You know what I'm saying? But uh, like I said, I, I keep going back to with IGN saying that it's the best campaign that they've seen in quite a while. 
especially with first person shooters with the uh, um you know with the amount of time that's been spent into it i'm really really excited about that i'm just excited about finding a, a, a real first person shooter that i can actually truly link up with my friends and have a good time now i caveat this whole shit i caveat this whole thing because the reason why i can't stand call of duty is because i can also i can feel it i can feel it in my bones i can feel it changing in two to three weeks or a month potentially where right now it's not a microtransaction mess and I don't. I hate to invoke that because I I actually, actually kind of shit on Ghost Recon prematurely, and I'll probably still go back and support that game just to get a good feel of that game as well. Just to say fuck with it, just because I shit on it a yeah. little bit hard based on my beta experience, right? Um, because of the homie that uh that gave the good in depth review. Like from what I can understand, people that's really spent time with that game actually give it a seven out of or eight out of ten based on how they feel about it and i can dig that because that's kind of how it was with days gone days gone is one of my favorite games of the year so far so it's all you know so all this shit is subjective but like without all the normal call of duty bullshit that comes with call of duty if just taking it on face value as far as me picking up the damn game and having fun with it one way or the other this is the first time i've been excited about call of duty in quite a fucking long time. Now, I wouldn't give it a rating. I don't even feel comfortable with telling people to go out and buy it, man. Do what the fuck you want to do. I'm on it. The homies is going to be on it. We fucking with it. It's been a minute since I got that natural feeling on both sides. Like, I'm excited about the single-player RPG experience I'm about to try to get into. Yeah. And the social commentary that that's going to spark, you know what I'm saying, between me and you and our little community as far as Outer Worlds is concerned. As far as multiplayer experience, generally not in the first-person shooter, but Call of Duty is the granddaddy of this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I'm actually excited in a way that I haven't been in quite a long time with linking up with my friends and building that camaraderie as well. So, it's I mean, this is one of those classic-ass weekends where the weather is changing. Day after tomorrow, I tried to kill us last week with the tornado motherfucker and the hailstorms, but we've been inside and ready to hibernate, eat, chill, sitting our own, you know, STT thongy diapers. That shit was fucking retarded. Go back to the previous episode to get that shit. I forgot you even said that shit and get some gaming on. But I, with the, I do got to say one more thing, and it may tie into the conversation a little bit but later. I also played, right, as you should feel that way. I also paid, played the Call of Duty mobile game yeah. off of suggestion by the homie. Um, shout out Andy. You know what I'm saying? Call of Duty Mobile is a lot of fun to me for yeah. a mobile game. I hate mobile games. You know that. Yeah. Like, like I hate mobile games a lot. I don't care. But honestly, just objectively, it's a solid mobile game. How are now, the controls on it? Because that's what I'm interested in. For a mobile game, that's what was impressive to me, if I'm yeah. being fair. Okay, that like the controls, the feel of the game, everything. Now, what they did, which was great, and and I posted it online, and I posted it with the flat face emoji because I could tell on the first matches, you playing bots. Like, it's yeah. way too easy to murder folks. Like, I'm not good at these motherfucking games, bro. Like, I'm just not innately good at these games. Like, a 2K, I'm going to naturally be able to pick it up just because I love the game of basketball. So, you know, like I said, I just won a tournament last year in the game. I can pick that game up and innately feel relatively comfortable, even if I'm not on, like, a high-level competition mode where this is all I'm fucking playing and I know every glitch on top of a glitch or how to exploit the glitch and still try to play honorably and beat your motherfucking ass. Like, yeah. I'm never going to be on that level with first-party person shooters. So for me to come out the gate and just, 
murdered the, the field, I automatically knew that it was bots. Then we move into the the scandal. I don't know if you I know we, this is more like I'm a news thing as, as opposed to what we've been playing, but fuck it. It's important that like before I forget. The scandal is for not even a scandal, but it's a situation where they have um what was supposed to be random roles. Yeah. For loot and 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 Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It was like not random. It was like if you did ten rolls, you would get like a specific skin for the Halloween special or some shit like that. And the UK picked up on it. Uh, shout out to Angry Joe Show. I think they talked about it. It's a few other play like larger platforms that talked about it. You can look up what's going on with Activision trying to get that yin yin baby. Boom, They're trying boom. to make it happen, right? And I bring that up to tie it back to the duty. As excited as I, as I am for the fucking Call of Duty game. As a solid fucking game. Like when you play it, you will feel me. And I think we both will revisit this next week and we'll have a, a more in-depth conversation about Call of Duty and Outer World overall. Like bringing in the storyline and and bringing in the multiplayer aspects of it. Uh, I just am wary and holding off until I see what Activision is really planning with this game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because it is bringing it back. It is quality. Are they gonna keep it solid? Or are they gonna have a good, you know, core value or understanding? Like, don't fuck up your up your core base trying to shape chase after whales with this, and just go with the broader scale. Like, you know, get your little money here and there and try to keep the game solid and keep it from being broken. Keep it fun. Or y'all gonna start shifting it over trying to get that yin yin baby and like go for those wells and kind of fuck up the gaming experience down the line. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, that's, that's pretty much all I got as far as what I've been playing with my mind state is with all of that shit, man. It's, you know, it's a good time to be alive, man, for gaming though. Right now it's, it's, it's start to pump up into that season. Let me ask you, know? you, let me ask you a question about call of duty real quick. Do you feel like they've gone back in modern warfare to like outer worlds? It's almost like a back to basics to a degree, right? It's like a reset. It yeah. really that's kind of what it feels like. It's like let's take well, I think the best thing that they did was they took a year off. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. That's they a took really a year good off idea. and they were just like, okay, on, let's go. And I mean, this is real early, just first impression conversation again. This will get deeper down the line. People, those that listen to us already know. But yeah, I think them taking a year off and saying, Okay, what like what worked in Call of Duty? What it like other than space jumping dildos and shit like that like what what works for us you know what i'm saying and it feels that way like i like the way the maps feel i like i do feel like it's a more strategic kind of game though i feel like it yeah. it does give you an advantage if you're communicating and you have a team that you're working with and you're sticking together if you go out there rogue it's gonna be a fucking it's gonna be a blood fest it's, it's like apex a, yeah it, exactly but even I, I think it's even more i think it's yeah, basically yeah it's like it's a like apex but I think there's the way the map design is and the way everything is built, that strategy is going to be, like, key. Like, you it's can get out there. Needed. Right, which makes it more competitively balanced, which makes it yeah. fun. Like, when, I get, when I'm out here getting killed or doing certain aspects, you know, certain things, like, I don't feel like it's unfair right now. You know what I mean? Now, I'm also in it at the right time frame. You know, you got to get it. It's, it's that weekend. So, yeah. go ahead, get on here. We're going to try it out. But I am excited. I am having me, fun. Me and you are going to get on tonight. Right. Yeah, Probably we got to. Tribes. 
Yeah, we got yeah. to try, you know what I'm saying? And we'll we'll revisit this. And now nah, I could get back on here next week and be like, man, fuck the duty, man. I'm not even playing it no more. Because this is the truth about me with first-person shooters, to be honest and be fair and completely transparent. I am 80 Triple H motherfucking D. So it's real easy for me to get three matches in and be like, ah. Yeah, I feel you. Like, there, it, it, Apex was the first one in a long time that specifically caught me. Because we talked about Battlefield Five. I tried Battlefield Five and... You know, it was one of those that I got it as a trade-in, and it was all right. And I, I messed with it for probably four or five hours, and I was like, all right, I'm done. Like, there's there's not much to this for me, and I ended up trading it back in. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm real excited. And it brings a question to mind where we can talk about this maybe next week. Um, but is it time to go back to basics? Did we get a little bit too out of control um, with some of this stuff with maybe it started with Saints Row 3 and that's kind of where I, I want to go and everybody trying to copy that GTA vibe and regardless um, you know trying to make things bigger and better for your buck and maybe it's time we do go back to basics because maybe getting maybe setting expectations so high with how much was involved is what created the loot box system I'm not saying that greed didn't do it. I think, but. I think, yeah, no, nah, it says like, because Doctor Boyce Watkins uh, talks about talked about this shit the other day. Just like in some ways, the purest form of capitalism is like if you got to look at it like a vehicle, like a car. So you driving in a car, as far as a business is concerned, as far as like stock markets are concerned, you driving in this car and you driving five miles per hour. The business says, okay, the next year you need to be driving ten miles an hour. Yeah, the next year you need to be driving fifteen miles an hour. What if I'm starting? So then, what if I get to like sixty miles an hour and I'm on a good pace? No, as far as business is concerned, you're supposed to go sixty-five miles per hour. Eventually, you're going to crash. Yeah, yeah, at that rate. But that's basically how the capitalist arc system is set up, you know. And that isn't truly shown in the in the video game industry based on the loot crates and why it's trying to grow in these emerging markets because you can't just be great. You have to continue to to push until the point. Where you're inevitably going to crash. You can't, you will, I'm going 120 miles an hour. The next year, you need to go 121. And before you know it, it could be a problem. I think that's what's happening with some of these companies in the gaming industry because as the gaming industry has gotten so huge, trying to figure out ways to maximize is just based on the business structure is causing, you know, unhealthy, toxic situations. You know what I'm saying? Like loot boxes and yep. basically gambling in games. Like I love. Based on the, it being the only game like 2K, I think that has a big part to do with it. But once again, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent with that. That's more of like a roundtable subject. And we need to wrap this shit up today because I'm trying to get on the game. Yes, sir. And I'm being long-winded. So and I got to cook that shit. Yeah, you got to rein me in today, bro. That's and cool. we both exhausted as usual. We will be back here in just a moment with some news. So stick around. Welcome back to Skip the Tutorial. Now we're number one. I don't even remember where we said we were number one to originally. So uh, we're number one in Call of Duty. Enjoy. We're number one on Netflix. In the duty. In the duty. We're talking about the news. It's <laughs> another name for it. Never mind. Uh, anyway, um, 
Yes, we're talking about the news this week. I got real distracted by that phrase, in the duty. Um, right in the duty! No, no. No, no. That was the first segment. No, we're back. We're back. For the, we're, we're regular people now. We actually need to get on the duty, my brother. We're going to eat our yogurt and become regular. Let's do this. I don't eat yogurt. It has estrogen in it. I eat Greek yogurt sometimes. Not often. I used this to mix. Explains a lot. This I used explains to, a lot. I used to mix chili powder and Greek yogurt. What is up, chili and plain Greek yogurt? Just regular because it tastes like sour cream, like a motherfucker. Ugh, this that's white people shit. But I'm happy for you. It's 100 percent white people shit. 100. <laughs> percent that is, that is that is that is the truth. Just like white claws. That. Nah, well, I think I, I don't know. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm changing. Maybe I'm turning like a werewolf because I like white claws. I ain't never had them. My wife bought some last night. Man, I I've been I've been on that shit, man. I've been on that shit. It gets you drunk. She she bought white claws for this chili cook off, and I bought PBR because I legitimately love PBR. Paps Blue Ribbon. I love that beer. I see. I, I just like PB and J. And PBR used to be the good beer because it was $6 for a 12-pack. Then hipsters done fucking ruined that. Now it's $12 for a 12-pack, so it's a dollar beer. And then turn around, and now they got a coffee-flavored PBR. Fuck that. I don't want no coffee-flavored beer. Not my you, sound, you might as well be speaking Kyrgyzstan to me at this point. <laughs> I didn't understand shit that just happened. I didn't understand a word you just said. Not one. Welcome to the news. <laughs> Channel 4 News with five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor, Ron Burgundy. Cham Kynes Horts. Rick Tamlin Weather. And your reporter in the field, Brian Fantana. It's Channel 4 News at 6 o'clock. Alright, so we got a few pieces of news for you guys And then we're going to not take another break And we're going to roll right into that round table But it's Call of Duty Outer Worlds Weekend Welcome to it, enjoy uh, First piece of news First piece of news, Todd Last of Us Part 2 has now got a official post-dated release date It's a delayed release It's a delayed release It is coming to your doors It's a tantric release it's coming to your doors on May 29th, 2020. May 29th, 2020. That is Last of Us Part 2. When did the original one come out? I don't even remember. It was a while ago, right? It was like seven years ago? Hold on. Do you recall the original release date? Yep, June 14th, 2013. Almost seven years to the date, Last of Us Part 2 is coming out. My question, is it too late? Is it is it too late, Todd? What do you think? You're just not going to... No? I'm not going to... Okay, I'll move on. <laughs> I just need to know, is it too late for Last of Us Part 2? Listen, I'm fucked up in the head, man. I don't know why. You said something about coming on somebody's door, and then I thought about Last of Us 2, and then I thought about the girl being like gay and I was like is she smearing herself on the door and it got weird and I just didn't want to say anything and you kept fucking pressing it and I was trying, trying to get fucking through it it's just the news 
Like I'm sleepy, I'm smoking. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. I don't know if I shouldn't have looked at my fucking phone. I don't know what happened. It's completely wrong. We started on this fucking Thelma Louise fucking dildo weird fucking conversation out the gate. Coming off of last goddamn week, I'm just trying to get through the news with you, bro. And I am questioning my oh, man. Fuck, where my lighter at? So I apologize. Just... Don't apologize. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. Last of Us Part Two coming May 2020. <laughs> to your doorstep. I think it's too late. I've lost interest. Uh, I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anytime we have to apologize to Mama on this show, it's a dangerous show. She doesn't care. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, my mom doesn't even know I do this show. So My mom's... Never mind, I'm not going to make that joke. That's not... <laughs> Somebody's mom's dead. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, next piece of news, the Division Two sells... Uh, disappointment. It's a sales disappointment, according to Uber, Ubisoft. Ubersoft, according to Ubersoft. Um, they got bought out by Uber, according to me. But no, according to Ubisoft, they have acknowledged that the Division Two is a commercial failure and a massive disappointment for them. I think there's a weird war. It was a weird world for the Division Two. I think 2018 started out, um, kind of a trend towards smaller, back to basics games, and we'll get into that next week, but. I really cheers to that. I mean, you're talking about the open world online all the time. I think there's a distaste for that going around. And I think people are starting to, I think people enjoy it still and it still has its fan base, but it's a, it's, it's, Hey, video games are still need to be video games. Not, not microtransaction machines. Yeah. I just don't think they figured out how to actually make it fun because they have to try to, it's like crack. Yeah. But like not good crack, I guess. I mean, I yeah. would assume that. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, know if there is good crack. I, mean, I think it's well it's well chasing, baby. It's simple, simply well yep. chasing. So 100%. when you when you market towards the minority as opposed to the masses, you can get shitty shit. Because everybody can't afford to be a well. One hundred percent agree. 100%. But that's just my humble opinion. It started out with the, I think they tried to, yeah, we'll talk about that next week. I do believe that Division 2, though, just based on ex- my experience with Division 2, I said it before, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when it comes down to, like, dollars and cents, like, what I tell somebody to automatically, based on just the beta with Ghost Recon, like, go buy that game right now. I think I would say the same thing with Days Gone. I didn't go buy Days Gone out the gate. And that wasn't even, like, this open world, over-the-top microtransaction sure. type of game. Yeah. But, um... I forgot the fuck I was talking about. Go ahead, man. Sorry, it was the it was the waiting on the release, the the patient tantric release of a video game. I think that's. Oh yeah, we were talking about live live services, but and and why they're not happy, like not what why they're not really what's happening right now. Um, yeah, I think that just has to do with well chasing, man. I think God of War started. God of War started like at, like reinvigorated like yep. the fact that God of War and Spider Man reinvigorated the fact that you can make a, a a single player game and make a lot of money from it. Absolutely, the game as opposed to trying to make a game as a service game, which they're just generally not as fun. It's a weird way that they feel when you try to play them. I think yeah that that causes the issue. But uh, I think Division Two is easily just out the gate more of a polished and better game than Ghost Recon. And I'm glad that Ubisoft is falling back and pushing that schedule back because I think what they a problem with the Ghost Recon 2 is 
I hadn't even got a chance to go back and really fuck with Division Two like I want to. And then you yeah. put out Ghost Recon, and it's just they they've admitted that that was a failure. Um, and now it's just gotten to the social media vibe that is fucked up, which I hate. Which actually, like I said, I'll probably go back and buy it now at this point just to fuck with it. But I'm still gonna give it some time before I buy it. For sure, for sure. I I, I think that yeah, God of War, Spider Man, it went back to. Yeah, there's this idea of playing a video game to create your own adventure. Um, however, nothing will ever, in my mind, beat a great story. Just a great story with built-in encounters and just... I don't know. There's, there is now, something to be said about... Once again, before we get off of this, I do... We, we talk... I think a lot of that also has to do with as Americans, we just, it's just like our opinion has driven what the world likes for so long. It yeah. seems like that even a semblance of another market influencing the types of entertainment that we have is just this, this weird visceral jerky kind of reaction where it yeah. might not be as acceptable here, but it may be more acceptable with that yen, baby. Yeah. Yen. I mean, I, I, I do think that the, there's that aspect to it as well. Gucci man is a patriot is what I'm trying to tell you, bro. At the end of the motherfucking day, bro, is what I'm trying to say. If we have hope with the emerging markets, we need to count on Gucci man. Gucci man for president. Gucci man for president. I would vote for Gucci man. A uh, lot better. What we got? I don't know. I mean, maybe he, maybe our president could be the vice president to Gucci man, and it will balance out. It probably would. I would love that. A president with an ice cream tattoo for sure. I would love that. Um. All right. Next piece of news. How many angels got their wings and booty is heaven? That's what I need to know. How many subscribers we just lose and waste time with? <laughs> uh, <apologies>. <laughs> <laughs> I Fallout 76 is back in the news, Todd. Fallout 76 is back in the news. And I don't even want to talk about this $100 race. <laughs> Fallout 76, $12 a month or $100 a year? Country roads take me home to a place. Damn it! Stuck in my head now. Where the lynchings and the fires and the crosses take me home with the nuclear war and the burning crosses. A hundred percent different version of that song. That's a hundred percent different version of that song. Oh, okay. Fuck. Your wallets. You don't care. Oh my god. Let me get my Fallout. Let me get my Pit Boy mask. Put that on. Uh, <laughs> Fallout seventy six gets a subscription service. People are pissed. Um it's it's I, what I think pisses people off more is they're adding stuff with the subscription service that people have been wanting since the beginning of the game, and so they paid for it, and now they got to pay for it again. Is this Bethesda in freefall? That's what I want to know. Is this Bethesda in freefall? This is Bethesda trying to recoup their losses and yeah. try to keep the game. In my humble opinion, from the shit that I've read and seen, I think. Um, Cause I still hold hope for Bethesda, man. I still fuck with Bethesda. Me too. Me too. You know, um, they're American made, baby. American made. P. Hines. But uh I think it's not just like a greedy money grab. I think it's we've we invested a lot of money in this. 
we thought it was going to be successful and it has been a shit show and we are sent for free and we can't live in this this way so we are going to try to hope that in the remaining playing base that actually fuck with this game because i have heard people say they've gone back to the game yeah, and they there have been you know quality of life improvements and it's a good game you know in a lot of ways to them that maybe they can get a percentage of those folks to pay this ridiculous amount uh, of money for this game and help to pay people to stay on it and keep creating content on it. Um, I don't think it will work. I think it is a sign of desperation. Yeah. And I still have no desire to play this game. Even if you gave me the game for free today, I probably wouldn't play it, which is sad because I play Anthem every now and then. I give Anthem eight minutes of my life every probably two weeks just to check in on and shoot some razor blades at some meaningless, stupid ass Vara. But, uh, you know, I get, but that just goes, to show, I mean, that, that also proves that there is a base there. I mean, I hope they're able to turn it around. I truthfully kind of don't care. I just hope they don't fuck up the next Elder Scrolls. That's really what everything is banking off of Bethesda for me. Like, if they fuck up Elder Scrolls, then they have a problem. But other than that, I mean, you know, them trying to recoup funds for, for Fallout 76 for the people that actually are still playing the game, that enjoy the game. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I wish them luck. We about to try to start getting raped all across the board once the streaming wars start any goddamn way with how much money and split options and subscriptions that we all signed up to. I'm like that black dude on that commercial. You ever seen that one? It was like a regular black dude on a commercial where he has like a smoothie and he's coming to work and he's sitting down and the commercial just like, I don't even remember what the app is for, but it's just like, this is, this is Billy John or whatever his name is. This he, black man. He has so many charges coming from his car. He might not even know. He's been paying for a subscription. I probably yeah. got some kind of weird subscription that's charging me 78 cents a goddamn day, and I don't even know about it. And that's what's kind of coming. It has that kind of feel, except more egregious and, and rapey in the face. Bro, the you hit on a point. That was a Wells Fargo commercial for Control Thank Tower. You. Thank you. This is C. Because I have Wells Fargo and I use their control tower. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing I didn't know. I didn't even think about. So when my card got jacked and I had to get a new one like a couple weeks ago. Fuck you, Albania. I got, I'm actually kind of grateful. I mean, unless you're listening from Albania. I'm kind of grateful because I got all my money back and they didn't get jack shit. And I got to piss off that one store owner who's an idiot. But I got a bunch of emails like, we couldn't process your payment. And I was like, I'm still subscribed to that? And I was like, you're not getting a new payment method. Because I'm not subscribing to you guys anymore. That's not happening. Um, 100%. Um, kind of a blessing in disguise situation. Where I was like, I canceled probably about $60 a month of subscriptions. Purely by just getting a new card. And that's what I'm saying. I like to apologize to Umfufu right now, but you won't be getting that rice this week. <laughs> I need my dollar back. <laughs> Next piece of news. <laughs> PS4 is offering players who bought WWE 2K20 refunds because it's a fucking shit show. It is a shit show. I think they're trying to burn that to the ground. I really Agreed. I really think they're just trying to get rid of that contract because the whole team that did it originally moved on. Did you see some of those physics videos that people were putting online? No, but I did see the China porn. Oh, yeah. yeah. It kind of reminded me of the No, I did see the Phoenix. The, the Phoenix. The Phoenix. <laughs> the I Phoenix kids. I saw the Phoenix. 
No, nah, um, I saw that crazy shit, bro. I felt bad. I really that's all jokes aside, for like wrestling fans, for like yeah, true wrestling for sure. fans, right? For people that enjoy the games, that enjoy that form of entertainment, I legitimately felt bad. Me too. I mean, that was really just an awful looking game. And from everything I've heard, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, I mean, from all the game, from some of the glitches, like the rope glitches and just the animation, just the fact that they were putting up comparisons with like PS2 games that look better. And I mean, I could see the joy. I I could see that's another game. All jokes aside, like if they made a good wrestling game, I would yes. play it. Yeah, absolutely. You're not wrong. I would play it in a heartbeat. I love the old school wrestling game. WCW they, versus NWO is one of my favorites. So much fun! It, the, so there's there's fun to find in wrestling games. I don't know the ins and outs of it. We never pretend to be fucking professionals at this shit and or experts at anything other than fuckery. Probably at this point, <laughs> there's, but, uh, we have experts in busting the, balls and fuckery. Yeah, right. like in the quote, my 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 partner here, fuck shit. We're experts at at detecting that fuck shit. Uh, immediately, uh, apparently, that there's a there's a fuck shit radar that that's pretty solid and strong within the tribe. I think we're also um, experts at calling a thing a thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's right. we're good at. I'm gonna put that on my resume. I'm good at identifying fuck shit and calling a thing a thing. Ring a ling a ding dong. Ring a ling. Nice, nice. It's a good movie so far. I need to finish it. Me too. Uh, shout out Eddie Murphy. But you but never you, forget. <laughs> the day a hero fell. <laughs> never forget. Damn it, Dwight Howard. Oh man. Okay, moving on. Um anyway, moving on. Next piece of news. Let me pull that back up. Uh but yeah, dude, you're right. I, I feel bad for WWE fans. In general, I feel bad for WWE fans in general because, okay, so they did it to themselves. AEW's out. It's supposed to be a much better program for. I'm, I've been meaning to watch it. I just haven't had a chance to. I think uh, I've watched AEW. Yeah, AEW. I, it's the I new. I saw some shit. I think it's uh Chris Jericho. Is it Blair's son? I, maybe. I know it's the it's one of the like I saw one he looked like Homelander and I think it might you might want to check that shit out like you know I'm not into that shit but I think I I would I've definitely watched I forgot what the fuck it was on but it came on I was like what the fuck is this and I watched like a match or two or some shit not that could swore it was AEW and I think you gotta check me on that one but I think it was Ric Flair's son that I was watching unless I'm fucking losing my mind and I need to play some Sonic. I know that the owner of AEW is Tony Khan's son, who owns the Jacks- Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. So I know it's got a lot of money behind it, but I know they hooked up with Dusty Rhodes' son, um, and I think Ric Flair's son as well. And they're okay. The difference too is they're drawing a lot of entertainment from the other network, other WWE, because they offer insurance to their wrestlers. They offer medical care, and they they take care of their wrestlers. So people are. I'm not watching that pussy shit. Any fuck? What the fuck? Right when they were about to get me in there, this is America, bitch. It's supposedly the matches are actually good. Like they're actually like there's chair shots and everything, so it's coming back. Look, man. Look, if you are a wrestler, you should post a 
tear your body up and get addicted to opioids like old boy in that movie, Mickey Rourke. Watch that movie. British. Supposed to do cocaine and end up working at a grocery store with no kneecaps. The British Bulldog. That's that's who you're supposed to be. Or you should die from crack cocaine addiction like the junkyard dog did back in my hometown. Oh, I forgot about the junkyard dog. Oh. No, let me stop. No, that's a real time marker. R.I.P. Junkyard Dog. R.I.P. Junkyard Dog. Yeah, like, no, I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's good satire. Cause yeah, I'm just, I'm real. fucking around. But that, that was, I was like, damn, man, I used to be, it used to be sad to see that motherfucker around the city, bro. But anyway, yeah. Um. So moving on, we got off into a wrestling tangent. I don't know how that happened. You talking about the trash ass WW2K TV? Yeah, the jiggly legs and all kinds of. There was one. There was one video that I saw, bro, where it was, it was like the referee was on top of the. It was two female wrestlers and a one female <laughs> wrestler was like holding her like this, and her head was bent back like this, and the the ref like you can have to see it. The ref was like it was like it was like three combined. It was like an H. I got on and, and my girl, my girl's watching it, and she was she laughed way too hard. And I was like, "You're so fucking nasty. You fucked up in the head." But like, that was also when I met. It, it, I was like, "Damn, bro! If I like, if I was a true wrestling fan, damn, I forgot the homie name. Who used to be at the the smoke shack that always talk about wrestling, oh, uh, bro? Um, not Brandon. Is it Brandon?" Yeah. I saw him the other day. Yeah, it's Brandon. Right, Brandon. Right. Yeah. If I was him, I'd want to throw my goddamn TV, bro. Mm-hmm. I would too, but he was telling me he's on the AEW hardcore. For real? Yeah. Like he's like he's almost done with WWE. And apparently, like the network has just been a complete and utter disaster. Because the pay per views is all you get now. Like there's a month delay between the regular shows. Do they show titties on any of this? No. I'll no. probably never come back. I don't know. <laughs> That's what we need. Wrestling with Teddies, brought to you by STT. That's what we'll call it. We're not even. I mean, gonna... especially on pay per view. If you just add a couple of nipples, I promise you, you'll bring it'll bring it. Just brings everybody together. We won't and even hide behind the name. Hey not man, like Rumble Roses. Hey man, bootyism is the shit, and that's what we fuck with here. That's our primary denomination. But I want to shout out the Tittyists out there. Shout out Sasquatch Ugly. Um, he he commented and, and he he said uh. You know he can he can dig it because he's a tittyist himself. We don't want to you know isolate our tittyists, but brothers and sisters out there, yes, um, you know Buddhism and tittyism coming together as one. That's like what Buddhism. brings the world together, right? We've talked about this before. Tits and ass brings the world together. Digital, digital, yes. All right, next piece of news. Um, Ubisoft acknowledges, just like you talked about earlier, Ubisoft acknowledges Ghost Recon sales were abysmal. They use the word abysmal um, in this situation. So they acknowledge that it was an abysmal selling game. We knew that. Yeah, I'm going into this. You mentioned it earlier. Last piece of news before we get into the roundtable. Um, Activision, on their Twitter account, has provided you a sick note if you want to stay home to skip work and play Modern Warfare. Activision on that booty hole troll shit. I love it. I love it. It's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. The booty hole troll. All right. <laughs> Sorry, that's a quote from a YouTuber who has a song called Booty Hole Troll. And it's hilarious. It's hilarious. He says, I'm the booty hole troll. I'm the booty hole troll. <laughs> You're just not going to talk. I just, I love it. I'm just going to hang out here to dry by myself. It's okay. 
I'm, I've, I've gotten used. I embarrassed the shit out of my wife last night. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. I walked into Walmart like I had to take a shit real bad. And I was just clenching it together, and I was just walking all wobbly. My wife's like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, get the Depends, honey. <laughs> and I said it real loud around people because it's hilarious. Hey, man, I want to give your wife a shout out because she is a strong, beautiful, wonderful woman. She and I have is. not said that enough. She um, is. You know, you, 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 you could have let Booty Hole Troll go on the first one. Very visible. <laughs> Very, very on point, poignant. It hit the, it was, it was, it was done right there. Now it's like, cause it's just like, you could be dressed up like Pennywise under a bridge, being a troll for booty hole. You could have left it right there, but you didn't leave it there. And I dig it. This is the kind of episode, this is just a transition from last week. Fuck it. You know, you went through the whole booty hole explanation all the way down to shit stain person and the pressure you put on your wife with that whole situation. And part of me is was cringy for a moment, but also respected, my brother. Um I don't know where this is gonna go. I don't know how much value any I don't know. I don't know if we just need to cut out strong, like long segments and it just where this isn't even a cohesive conversation. It put it out. Let's try that experiment. Let's try cutting out ninety eight percent of this episode. <laughs> you know how that turns <laughs> they won't want us on the network anymore after this shit anyway it's like we sell it's like we are the wwe 2k20 of the podcasting video game industry except we actually doing. have viewers or listeners do we yeah is anybody oh yeah i know we got i know that i know we got listeners shout out to cambodia shout out yeah. albania i don't know man if you fucking want us albania in the proper way let's let's get this money don't try to take the money from the tribe let's build a tribe baby let's build it Right. But yes, um, moving on from that whole experience, um, I want to say thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening. Man, booty hole troll. And then you said, then you broke down, you quoted the motherfucker that made that song. I'm glad I forgot instantly. Where's my lighter? (laughs) Yeah, he fucks with Daddy Longneck. Oh, man. This, I'm Freud, psycho. Analysis weirdness. We're, I'm, I'm trying to ride this weird train with you. I'm trying to ride it with you. It's hard. It's hard. That's what she said. <laughs> and whenever you said Ubisoft, I was like, Ubi, Ubi hard. What is what is wrong, bro? You know what it is? It's Call of Duty weekend, and this is what happened. I think like I was online playing Call of Duty, and I should have. Did I write it down? I should have. I meant to write it down, but I didn't. But I swear to God, this dude, he was just like. He said something like crap fuck tits after getting murdered. That, I'm literally gonna like take my headset off if you play that. I promise you. I will put my take my headset off and I will close out this and you can do the round table by yourself. You think <laughs> I'm joking, but I seriously am not. <laughs> I thought about it for two seconds. You know I'm because you know I'll do it. I know, you know I know. Like I, know. I need you to all right. This is the episode where I push Todd too far. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> Bryant pushes Todd too far. <laughs> Todd pushes so Bryant too far. 
I think sometimes we entertain ourselves more than we entertain others. I don't. You ain't lying. Like that's the thing. Like I can. Like I probably forgot that other people might actually listen to this shit at least twenty eight minutes ago. Mm. (laughs) That's the way to do it. This can't be a good formula. It can't be a good formula for success. (laughs) It just can't. This this can't be. What? I don't know, man. If you if you try to break some. Some anxiety, and you're gonna walk down the street in a dress and wear a dildo on a hockey mask. Nah, nigga, no, no, it's over. It's over. I'm just saying. I I rode that wave with you already. I was just making a comparison. Look, no, no, let tonight. Whatever you do with your night tonight, bro. (laughs) This is the thing. Imagine some dude just like that showed up on Halloween. Yeah. Trick or treat. I'm trying to tell you, they're probably going to be crying in a mirror with lipstick. It's going to be weird. <laughs> dude shows up to my door just, just like depressed. that. Just depressed. <laughs> Goodbye, horses. <laughs> it's like that Jane Silent Bob. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> Shout out Jane Silent Bob, man. We need a, we We stalling. We are. Let's move on. Russia. I'm just saying, one last point. Guy shows up to my house like that on Halloween. I'm not giving you candy. I'm giving you my wallet to get the fuck out. I'm like, here's my wallet. Leave. Now you're going to have 12 motherfucking men dressed up like that <laughs> to fucking door Caligula for your fucking money. That's what you did. Is <laughs> that, that what you want? And that's no. what you want? No. That's what you're saying. So you're saying you're paying men to call to your home. <laughs> God, oh, life is good today. All right, all right. Cook, brother. Yeah, I know. I think I'm delayed. All right, here we go. Here we go. Talking about the round table. Welcome to it. No, I mean, no, 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 no. You, you won't. You, you keeping all the dildo shirts and and skirts with hazmat masks. It's true. It's true. You're right. You're right. That's how I feel about that network. There we go. Solid points. Uh, That was the point. That's where we move on. The burp ended it to the next segment. Here we go. All right. We are talking about uh, the potential death of first party games. So where this arised from was the idea that Outer Worlds is on Games Pass. So, stick with us, folks. This is going to be a discussion. But this is all going to be a question to the tribe. Is there a future that you see with the death of First Party? Because, okay, the conversation started because Outer Worlds, which is not an Xbox exclusive, on day one was available on Games Pass. They paid a lot of money to Obsidian to get that on Games Pass Day 1, even though it's out for PS4, uh, PC, and Xbox. So the concept is, is as we move into a future of streaming and as we move into a future of Games Pass, because streaming and Games Pass are different things, um, as is PlayStation Now, but as we move into this future where the digital market tries to find a way 
to kind of, well, it's companies trying to find a way to cut back costs on production of, you know, discs and cases and shipping and getting rid of those contracts that they have. Is there a future where this eventually evolves into the death of first party with Xbox even moving towards putting their stuff on Switch, now on PC, now we have the option to, there. there's there's talks with the cross-play. Is first party going to be really a seller, or is it more tied back to the death of the console? With Stadia, which I still predict Stadia will not be a success, but in my mind, Stadia is setting a blueprint for what the future looks like. I think Google's ahead of the game on that one. Um, I don't think Stadia will be a success like they want it to be, but I think they're setting a blueprint. And even if you go back to the Ouya, which the Ouya kind of set that blueprint to begin with, um, it's just Ouya was a bunch of cell phone games on your television. That was a fucking failure in a heartbeat. But I kind of want to know what the thought process behind this is because Games Pass, we're seeing, what was that, a 30% uptick in player engagement. But on the other side a 7% decrease in games revenue. So is this something, I mean, I know it's something that the games industry is still trying to figure out, but Microsoft is clearly leading this charge. And is that going to result in the death of first party? If they're willing to put the money, because you have to think games pass is good for Microsoft to a degree, but it's better usually for the developer right now. And then you have the Netflix model with this kind of base where you're thinking, Netflix started out at $8.99 or whatever, $7.99 a month. I don't remember the streaming service. And now people pay happily $17.99 a month for Netflix. So as you increase, even if you're losing money, if you have that five-year plan that none of us are privy to, is this part of the five-year plan? I just wanted to get everybody's thoughts, Todd's thoughts, uh, the tribe's thoughts, because this is something I've been rolling around on. Well, you know, normally we don't have discussions about these things before we record. We just start recording yeah. and don't even discuss it. You know, we discussed this one a little bit before we recorded this. So, um, I don't know. I had to. I'm I'm so slow sometimes. I had to go back and be like, okay, what else? First party games again? Video games? It's like oh, you know, what I'm saying enough. if you yeah, this yeah. like as long as you're just going through the definition of it, it's like okay. Well, In because the video of games our industry, a first party developer is a developer who is a part of a company that actually manufactures a video game console. First-party developers may either use the name of the company itself, like Nintendo, or have a specific divi- division named, named like Sony's Polyphony, Pony Digital, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so when you look at it like that, I, personally, I think it has more so to do with actual the death of console. I think Microsoft is trying to compete in the industry where they don't have exclusives. And if you use Nintendo as an example, they're actually like the fastest selling, you know, console right now. Agreed. Now, a lot of that has to do with the delayed release of, of it um in the console life cycle because Sony and Microsoft they've already pretty much sold what they've sold. But if you look at it as from a sense of okay, are there still going to be exclusive titles but with specific companies associated with those studios which is also the reason why i think microsoft invested so heavily in their studios that just haven't panned out and put out any games while they're pushing and trying to explore they're trying to grow their player base take a loss on the upfront in hopes of maybe putting out a couple of hits like a halo original gears feeling down the road with already having established a a larger player base based on the game pass you know 
business model. That's just my opinion on what I'm seeing so far. I could be wrong, but as far, but I, and I think it's a reaction from what happened with them losing a lot of traction in this game cycle with this console. Yeah. And then going into the idea that streaming services are going to start taking over, consoles are going to start going away. Like I don't play, I don't play my Xbox games on an actual Xbox console. I play it on my gaming laptop, and I enjoy it that way. That's the reason why I have it. Um, is it more so of an idea like okay, even with the crossplay, like right now, Call of Duty crossplay works magnificently so far. That's another thing I didn't really bring up when talking about playing the game, which is impressive, and I think brings a lot more fun to the game. Just the crossplay works perfectly. But I don't think that also takes away from a previous point that you made the power of exclusive single player games like God of War, Spider Man, and what that can do to not only necessarily push a console, but maybe push a platform. I think it's changing to, from platforms where you can get games and exclusivity deals will drive you to certain type of subscription based places as opposed to upfront paying a lot of money for hardware. I think that has more to so to do with like when you say first party gaming, I don't see a future in my lifetime where that just necessarily goes away. Yeah. I think But I also didn't see a future where we had wireless controllers and I could call somebody a bums nuts online when I was a kid either. You see what I'm saying? So that's the weird part about it. Like maybe it will, maybe it will reach this full singularity. But I don't even think like there has to be competition there. I'm very, I, I'm, I'm fearful for the day that that happens. If that really happens, I'm yep. fearful for that day because that means we really are living in outer worlds at that point, and shit's fucking weird. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think what I see in the future, I see maybe not the death of first party, but I see Microsoft becoming less about the Xbox and more about a service. I see Nintendo maintaining their first-party exclusives. I think no matter what the future looks like, I think eventually we're going to see a merger of potentially Sony and Microsoft to a degree. I don't think it's going to be a full-on merger, but I think we're going to see a potential merger because Sony is also recognizing the fact that they do lose a lot to PC. They lose a market to PC. Not that the people are going from PlayStation to PC... It's that their games not being on PC is a chunk that they're not capturing. And I think that they know that and they're fully aware of that. Because you have to think about back in the day when Sony first launched and the PlayStation very the PlayStation 1, the PS original, when it first launched, if you wanted a gaming PC, that was gonna cost you a lot of money. Now gaming PCs don't cost a lot of money. Not nearly as much. You can buy them pre-built for next to nothing these days. And they stay relevant for longer periods of time than consoles do. There's not that chug to them. You have solid state drives. You have all these things that go into them that the format's already there. But I think we're eventually we're going to see that merger. I think Nintendo's going to do Nintendo because Nintendo's very... They, they execute well on a formula that they've started, which is we have built a company based off exclusivity nintendo flat out has they have built a company but you think about it too though sony's kind of mirrored that they've kind of mirrored that i think they're going to be more open if you think about it yeah and as you can get games pass on the switch yeah but that does but that does that take away from the exclusivity of nintendo just how you feel yeah Yeah, no basically you know if you look at it just 
Imperial, like it, because you're still going to have. But okay, if when when and if Sony merges, I think it will be in reaction to something like a Google Stadia. Yes, it's going to take some other form of competition. That's the other flip side of capitalism. The one thing crashes, another thing is and is reborn into something else. And I think if anything, it'll be a reaction to that. Um, no, I can see that too. You know, I, like yeah. some of this shit, like some of their business doing, I would create. Okay, so. With streaming, for example, with Netflix, with Disney Plus coming out soon, and okay, yeah, Verizon merged with Disney Plus yep. to give people free Disney Plus on their Verizon, you know, you know, mobile uh, phones or whatever. But does that mean that Disney and Verizon are one and the same, or do they just have similar business interests? And it makes sense in this instance for both parties to do business together when they're competing against Netflix and already established streaming service, who's about to face a lot of issues with a lot of other companies. Yeah. But when we're talking about exclusivity with the fact that competition is kind of extending in some aspects, like, I, you know, I always look, but there's ranging stocks right now, just in the gaming industry from like $4 and 60 cents to like $1,747, yeah. which is Amazon. It's because Amazon's trying to get into gaming as well. So with all that kind of rebirth of, competition i think it is going to breed some collaboration I but i also think i also see the a breeding ground for even a harder core kind of focus on exclusivity deals especially when you yeah. got like the largest game in the world fortnite 2 just releasing who owns most of fucking that yeah for sure for sure no 100 percent agree the thing that i'm going off to is based off the pattern of the industry because if you think about the days of the console wars between Sega and Nintendo, the exclusives were hardcore between the two. That has started to die out. Because you also have to think about the developer side. The developer has no reason in a lot of degrees, unless they have that contract, which we talked about, the first-party contract, but those developers are losing money too if they don't get on Games Pass, especially, here's my argument for it, how much of a success will Outer Worlds be on Games Pass? Because if that sets a precedent, I think you're going to see a trend in the future going towards that. I could be wrong. Well, we reverse it. Well, I, I, I look at it the same way, but I look at it like necessar not necessarily how much will Outer Worlds be a success on Game Pass, but how much will Outer Worlds be a help to grow Games Pass? That is also true. It's while they grow, once again, to go back to the point, while they are actually trying to build games with these new studios that they acquire. That's also true. Because then you have exclusivity deals. You have exclusivity to that. And also on top of that, if you're putting the Games Pass on other platforms, right, you're getting more exposure for those companies. So nah. maybe is it the is it maybe not the death of exclusivity, but maybe the death of the Microsoft exclusivity, where now if you put Games Pass on Sony, for instance, if that's the thing that happens in the future, and you've got Halo on a PlayStation, is at that point have we seen one console or one company? say look we've merged we're moving away from the console model because they're still the doing it would be key in a in yeah. a in a in a competitive in a growing competitive market i Agreed. think that might be where this is coming from too i think yeah. micro it feels like that like there's going to be an issue as far as first party gaming but then like we look at it internationally it's also true with growing competition that might play a part 
But I mean, this is—I don't know. This is just once again. This is just two motherfuckers spitballing ideas about the gaming industry, man. And it's just like with the Ghost Recon uh, review, with somebody actually fucking played the game. Like that's what's beautiful about this shit. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like the Absolutely. little community that we got. Like we have respectful, try to be semi-intelligent or at least you know whatever conversations which might tie into whatever the fuck else is going on in the world. I think this was a, one of them, and I think you know. It's a, it's a, it's something to ponder and really think about, and it makes you look around and see what's going on actually around you in business. Part of me feels like to kind of sum it up, it's kind of it's one of those things. The industry is just a big version of Burger King versus McDonald's. Like, it really, you is know, you, you still like it's it's just hard for me to see Burger King and McDonald's merging. That's also a great point. So the question to the tribe is: is what does the future of gaming look like to you? It really is. It's it's what is this going? Because I think we're in a we're we're in a state of growth right now and turmoil as far as nobody really knows what the future looks like. I do want to shout out Nintendo because the thing I love about Nintendo is they don't really give a shit. They're like, we have a business model, we do our thing. We will do things that are smart for us, but Sony, Microsoft, you're not getting Zelda. And you're not getting Mario. That's gonna be Nintendo all the way. That's also the point, though, is I could never see, because you bring up a good point, I could never see God of War on the PC. I really couldn't. That being said, we don't know. We want to know what you think based off of the industry going the way it is, because more shocking things have happened. And this Stadia release could change that situation altogether. Who knows? If it is a success, that means both companies are under threat at that point. They have a new competitor, but the good news about competition and the thing about capitalism, as much as it has its places where it sucks, competition does have a tendency to breed innovation. Bingo. And that's kind of the beautiful thing. And if innovation is bringing Halo to Sony or bringing God of War to Microsoft, that's innovation for the gamers that they win on that situation. They win because my ultimate point is if you get away from the console, then what is the point of exclusivity? I think that there's a, a question to be asked there too. But To drive people to your specific subscription package. Subscription, just like the Netflix thing, right? However, that's where that's why Netflix is going into debt right now to have enough content that differentiates them from all their competition to still drive people to watch with their limited time in this life to watch Netflix and keep that subscription as opposed to canceling it and going to these other services that provide better content, more exclusive. Like when Disney hits that shit, they can take everything that Disney owns off of Netflix and Netflix can't do shit about it. Now, that's why you. Oh, right? Well, yeah, no? No, I agree with you. I agree with okay. you. I agree with you. The question, though, is is that has Sony developed or shown that they are willing to play in that market where Microsoft is currently dominating? They're yes. dominating one part of that they, market. They showed that they're trying, but I think it's too late. Okay. Because they've, like they've had play now forever. They just priced people out of this shit, and it was, it was stupid. 20 bucks so they a cut month. it. It was more than that. It, it I, I don't remember, but I, don't get me lying, but it was way too much. And that's yeah. the thing. Microsoft was sort of like, they're losing money. They are. Because it costs more money to run this shit. They're, you know, but it's it was a smart business move for the long term where Sony was so full of themselves based on their console sales, all opinion. 
you know, and you know, they yeah. riding their, their God of War and the Spider-Mans and everything else. It's just like we we doing our thing where Xbox kind of got in where they fit in. And I think in the long term, I love the service. Like for me, it's great. It's for nice to know yeah. that they're losing money. But that for shareholders, you know, and actually Microsoft is holding strong because Microsoft is so much bigger than their gaming industry too as so well. Much. That, that's the thing. Their OS is on everything. Yeah. Right, like Microsoft is bigger than Xbox, so that's what keeps they can they can take a loss in Xbox. Whereas mm-hmm. Sony, they have more of an interest of keeping their exclusivity because they're they're they are a huge company, but it's not Microsoft. Yeah, Microsoft has their OS, and it's right. It's on everything. They're and if there's a merger, if there's a merger there, based on what I'm seeing, I think it has more so to do with. Sony coming to the realization that they will have to use Xbox for streaming services yep. to make streaming services correctly because Microsoft already has the infrastructure for streaming. They just don't have the player base and gamer base that Sony has. Agreed. So if the merger happens, that is where I think it could happen because when Google Stadia comes in, if they do figure out a way, because I think everybody kind of hopes all us old school gamers hope google stadia doesn't work but what if it works that's the that's a scary question that's the question that's what if it works what does this mean what if it works what if it works what if it's great what if it's amazing like what if it's like the best thing you've ever fucked with and you're like Like titties (laughs) i can just pull up chrome and i'm just playing assassin's creed like right that's and it's there's right. no delay my game is saved if i'm streaming and if i'm into that i can just hit a button and stream my shit right and i don't so have if to worry anything, i think i think i think they'll always the, the more to it is i think based on the structure of the business i think it's like a mathematical equation this is my opinion based on the structure of it you have to have first party second party third party fourth party in order for things to work but what is the actual way that that works in a in a new shifting generation away from consoles. That's a great question. Where's that Venn diagram? Where do they overlap? Is my question. When you have the first party and third, like where does that start to overlap? Because I think what we're seeing now with Outer Worlds is they're setting a precedent by being on Games Pass. All right, I'm done. I need to play Outer Worlds. I'm, I ain't yeah, played it. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I've given all I got, man. You I need got to play. Get on. I maybe take a nap. You know, all the worlds that you can. I gotta chill. cook I gotta some go. chili. Oh, no, no, that's I gotta go. I gotta go grocery store. Go get me some gumbo shit. I gotta go get me some andouille sauces, some motherfucking shit, some shrimps and chickens and all that shit, and get ready for this motherfucking beautiful weekend, man. This is a question to the tribe, so we're throwing that out to you. What's the future look like to you? Um, based off today's discussion. So as we always do before we sign off, of course you can go find us at facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial pod. Agree or disagree with our opinions, you can email us at skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at stt underscore pod or instagram.com backslash skip the tutorial pod. And as we always do before we sign off, of course we want to hear from you guys because this is for you guys. This is the question to you. Um, but before we sign off, stay humble. Stay humble. Teddy Brenda Grace.